0: Welcome to Life Point with your host, Pastor Tom Doherty. Hi, folks. Welcome to another day of Life Point. I'm your host, Tom Doherty, and I'm glad to be your host. I'm glad to be sharing with you today. It's so nice being here in the studio. I always get a chance to talk to Beth Schaefer, our owner of the studio here. What a dear woman of God, and the opportunity she gives so many people to, to minister. It's just a joy. And I thank you for listening. Our Heavenly Father, today is another day that you have made. You have made it, Lord, for us to be able to love you, to serve you, and to share you with this lost world. Lord, use each one of us. Whatever gifts we have, Lord, may we use them for your glory. Open up doors for us. Lord, open up doors for us to really be used by you. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. I remember that old chorus growing up. To be used of God, to sing, to speak, to pray. To be used of God, to show someone the way. I long so much to feel your touch of his consuming fire. To be used of God is my desire. Can you say that? To be used of God is my desire. My desire to be like Jesus. My desire to be like him. His spirit fills me. His love overwhelms me. But to love him and to serve him. Thank you, Lord. We love you. In Jesus' name. Amen. Well, chapter 17, as we're leading up to the crucifixion, Jesus now is is taking uh, his disciples he hung with, Peter, James, and John, to up to the mountain. And let's read about that. He says... After six days, Jesus took with him Peter, James, and John, the brother of James, and led them up to a high mountain by themselves. Well folks, we think about that, we, do we think about the hike? That'd be quite a hike, I think about that because I know I'd be out of breath. Taking it up to the top of the mountain, that is one little hike. Now, when I was to the mountains over in that area, they were kind of rolling hills. They weren't huge mountains. So I imagine it was like a hillside, kind of kind of beyond where they fed the 5,000. And so it wouldn't have been something like what we think of climbing Mount Boar or something. But And there, when they got up there, he was transfigured before them, Jesus was. His face shone like the sun, and his clothes became as white, as the light. Just then there appeared before them Moses and Elijah talking with Jesus. Do you ever think about that? Here he is, Jesus talking, and suddenly Moses and Elijah are there. Now, how did the disciples know that was Moses and Elijah? You know, they had been dead for years. Well, dead on this earth but alive in heaven alive in heaven and and they trans and they were there transfigured before these people so they saw them and they recognized them that's what gives me great hope in the future when when we die that we're going to be recognized we get to heaven people are going to recognize us they're going to know you they're going to say it's so good you're here I'm glad you're here you've had and you've heard of near death experiences and death experiences that people have come back i've heard of them i have a friend that had a very 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 real experience like that and man now she doesn't worry about ever dying again she didn't want to come back because she saw she saw her dad and she saw the lord and and all those who were there and and the feeling it was overwhelmed her and it's uh you know, you say, well, it's a story. It is just a story. It's not the Word of God. But yet, when you hear this story, you realize how easily that could happen. And uh, they were there talking with Jesus. And Peter said to Jesus, Lord, it is good for us to be here if you wish, but I will put up three shelters. So Peter was—it was so real to him, he was going to build them shelters for them to stay in. One for you, one for Moses, and one for Elijah. So he knew exactly who those people were, even though he had never met them. And they were long gone before he was alive. Do you see the sensationality of this? I mean, it's amazing. It's an amazing thing. I love this passage of Scripture. And while they were still speaking, a bright cloud enveloped them. Now, can you imagine a big bright cloud overtook them and a voice from the cloud said, "So they heard this: "This is my son whom I love. with him I am well pleased. Listen to him. Can you imagine hearing that tremble from the voices, the voice of God? "This is my son whom I am well pleased." And then he said, "Listen to him. Listen to him. He is another teaching moment. When the disciples heard this, they fell face down to the ground, terrified. Can you imagine? Oh, I would too. We'd be terrified in the presence of Almighty God. Something that incredible happened, and it happened. But Jesus came, and he touched them. He says, get up. Don't be afraid. When they looked up, they saw no one except Jesus. Elijah and Moses we gone, and you wonder why these things happened. We don't understand, but we know that God had some kind of plan because he wanted to use the disciples down the line. Well, as we well know, after Jesus' resurrection, Peter was used to speak at the day of Pentecost, and thousands came to the Lord. Well, I think I really believe our heavenly Father wanted to show himself in a certain sense. And to make sure they understood the reality of what was going on. As they were coming down the mountain, Jesus instructed them, Don't tell anyone what you have seen until the Son of Man has been raised from the dead. Okay, wait till the Son of Man is raised, wait till Jesus is raised from the dead. Then you can tell him everything. Of course, we get the story because of the Word of God. The disciples asked him, Why then? Do the teachers of the law say that Elijah must come first? Jesus replied, to be sure, Elijah comes and will restore all things. But I tell you, Elijah has already come, and they did not recognize him, but have done to him everything they wished in. In the same way, the Son of Man is going to suffer at their hands. A lot of people wonder about that verse. Why did the disciples ask about Elijah in 1710? Elijah's appearance with Jesus on the mountain may have reminded them of the familiar prophecy in Malachi 4.5, which said Elijah would come before the great and dreadful day of the Lord comes. The teachers of the law evidently used the idea of Elijah must come first to argue against Jesus' identity as a Messiah. Jesus would help his followers understand that John the Baptist fulfilled Malachi's prophecy. So he was saying John the Baptist fulfilled that. So, you know what? Uh, very interesting. Very, very interesting. Again, the preparation of what was to come. You know, and, and I'm going to say a little more here. It says, Jesus replied, to be sure Elijah comes and will restore all things. But he said, Elijah's already coming. That's what, again, probably, probably referring to uh, John the Baptist. So he, was, he was talking about them to John the Baptist, the Bible says. Then the disciples understood that they were talking about John the Baptist. So a lot was going on here in the la- and before Jesus' death. A lot was taking place. Many interesting words and signs and wonders were happening. And then right after that, what did Jesus do? Well, he healed the boy of the demon. It says, when they came to the crowd of a man, approached Jesus and knelt before him, Lord, Have mercy on my son, he said. He has seizures and is suffering greatly and often falls into fire into the water. I brought him to your disciples, but they could not heal him. Then Jesus said this, O unbelieving and perverse generation. Jesus replied, How long shall I stay with you? How long shall I put up with you? Bring the boy here to me. Jesus rebuked the demon, and it came out of the boy, and he was healed from that moment. You know, he's tired of people's unfaith, that the disciples should have been able to heal if they had the faith to believe. You know, the question is, folks, do we have faith to believe that Jesus is going to do what he said he will do in our lives, that he will lead us and he will take us down new paths and he will forgive us of all our sins and come into our lives in the most powerful and wonderful way? Do we believe that or do we just hear it and it goes through one ear and out the other. It's time to respond to him. Then the disciples came to Jesus in private. They were, when he got Jesus all alone, says, Why couldn't we drive it out? Why couldn't we drive the demon out? Listen to this. He said, Because you have such little faith. I tell you the truth. If you had faith of a small mustard seed, you can say to the mountain, Move from here to there. And it will move. Nothing will be impossible for you. He said when you have just a tiny bit of real faith, nothing will be impossible for you. And again, we know that in the after Jesus' resurrection, they did numbers of miracles because they believed. They understood. People of God, the Bible says, blessed is those who believe without saying. And blessed are you today who are listening, you haven't seen Jesus, but you've felt Jesus, you've felt his presence, and you believe in him, that's what matters. The Bible says he who believes on the Lord Jesus Christ will be saved. He who believes, and I. if you don't believe today, I pray that you start believing right now, because God will do wonderful things in your life. He's done wonderful things in my life. I've seen his hand over and over again throughout the years. From when I was a child to now an older adult, I've seen the hand of God. I believe in the power of God. He can do the impossible because nothing is impossible with God. When, he, when they came together in Galilee, he said to them, The Son of Man is going to be betrayed into the hands of men. They will kill him, and on the third day he will be raised to life. And the disciples were filled with grief. They didn't like that idea. They didn't like the sound of Jesus not being there. But Jesus was warning them. He was telling the truth. He was preparing them for what was to come. And folks, we need to be prepared because He's coming again. I hope you're prepared. Lord bless you. LifePoint is a ministry of the Cloverdale Church of God. If you would like a copy of today's broadcast or would like more information about the church,